Blog Talk Radio. Um, and I'd like to show, I'd like to give you a prayer real quick 
to help you out and to get through it. So, God, please give all the people that are enduring the storm and all the people that are helping people now and before with Harvey and all throughout the Caribbean and in Florida, please give them the strength that they need to get through this and endure this with the utmost safety, and please guide them to uh, help and not be injured uh, during this unfortunate possible disaster coming. So um, my heart uh, and prayers go out to all of you out there. If you're listening, uh, I hope that everything uh, is well with all of you. So today we're talking about what is fibromyalgia. Now, one of the reasons I brought this up is a lot of times in my work that I do, I work in a a jail and I work with various people, uh, different backgrounds. And a lot of times this this uh, condition comes up, so I thought maybe some of you out there have never really gotten the full understanding about what fibromyalgia is. So with the help of mayoclinic.org, uh, I'm going to help you out with that today. So fibromyalgia is a disorder that is characterized by widespread of musculoskeletal pain, and it's accompanied by fatigue, sleep, memory, and mood issues. So researchers believe that fibromyalgia has amplified painful sensations by affecting the way your brain can process the pain signal. So symptoms sometimes begin after a physical trauma, a surgery, infection, or a significant psychological stress. In other cases, symptoms have gradually accumulated over time with no single trigger event. Now, women have been known to be more likely to develop fibromyalgia than men, and many people who have fibromyalgia also have tension headaches, uh, and they have temporomandibular joint disorders, TMJ, if you've heard of that before. They have irritable bowel syndrome, and they have anxiety and depression. So a lot of people that I've treated, uh, I've worked with, they have been treated for this, and while they're doing that, they're also being treated for anxiety and depression. And I have to say, yes, fibromyalgia has been, in my best estimate, like when I've worked with people, it's been mostly people when I've done intakes on them, it's been people that have uh, anxiety and depression and also they're female. So now there is no cure for fibromyalgia, as, as it's mentioned in the website. It also talks about that there are a variety of medications can help you control your symptoms. And this can be done through exercise, relaxation, and stress reduction measures, which also can help. Now, the symptoms and the causes. Let's look at that for a second. Now, the symptoms and the causes. Now, there is such widespread pain, fatigue, and cognitive difficulties associated with fibromyalgia. So let's look at each one of those components and see what they talk about. So the widespread pain is... This is a pain that's associated with fibromyalgia often and is described as a constant dull or or ache that has lasted for at least three months. And to be considered widespread, the pain must endure or occur on both sides of a person's body and above and below their waist or waistline. Now, fatigue, people with fibromyalgia tend to report often this awakened, tired, even though they report sleeping for long periods of time, sleep is often disrupted by the pain that they feel and endure. And many patients with fibromyalgia have other sleep disorders as well, such as restless leg syndrome and sleep apnea. Now, 
it does this mean that you have it? No, you definitely have to go to a professional and, and check that out and see what they have to say. Cognitive difficulties are associated with the following. So a symptom commonly referred to as a fibrofog, fibrofog. It impairs the person's ability to focus and pay attention and concentrate on many different mental tasks. So it could affect their work. It could affect almost anything that they get involved in. Now, fibromyalgia often uh, coexists or occurs with other painful conditions, such as irritable bowel syndrome, migraine, and other types of headaches, tension headaches, things like that, interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome, and temporomandibular joint disorders, or TMJ, as we talked about. The next thing we're going to talk about now is the causes of this condition. Now, the cause of this condition, doctors don't know what causes fibromyalgia, believe it or not, but it's most likely involves a variety of factors or situations that working together synergistically, which may include genetics, infection, physical, or emotional trauma. So let's go to each one of those components right now. Genetics, because fibromyalgia tends to turn uh, to run in families, there may be a certain genetic mutation that makes you more susceptible in developing this disorder. Infections, and some illnesses appear to trigger or aggravate fibromyalgia. Now, physical and emotional traumas, fibromyalgia can sometimes be triggered by a physical trauma, such as a car accident or psychological stress, which also triggers this condition. Now, you may ask the question, why does it hurt? Well, researchers believe that this widespread nerve stimulation causes the brain of people with fibromyalgia to change. And this change involves an abnormal increase in the levels of certain chemicals in the brain that are called neurotransmitters. And in addition, the brain's pain receptors seem to develop or act into a um, problem with the sort of memory of the pain and become more sensitive, meaning that they overreact to the pain signals. Now, risk factors. Let's talk about that. Risk factors. Risk factors from fibromyalgia include most of the following. Your sex, your gender, whatever you want to call it, family history, and other disorders. So, Fibromyalgia is diagnosed more often in men than in women. Does that mean that men can't have it? Absolutely not. They have it, but the frequency to which this occurs, or at least people have been diagnosed, it's been more predominantly female. Now, the family history. You may be more likely to develop this condition, fibromyalgia, if a relative of yours also has the condition. So if your parents have the condition, your mother, your aunt, somebody in your family, it could pass through the generations, right? could pass genetically. Now, other disorders. If you have osteoarthritis, a form of arthritis in the bones, right? Rheumatoid arthritis, we have lupus, or you may also be likely to develop fibromyalgia. If you have any one of those conditions, you have a susceptibility to have that happen to you. Now, complications of fibromyalgia. Well, the pain and lack of sleep associated with fibromyalgia can actually interfere with a person's ability 
to function at home or at work or any place that they may be in activity with, right? The frustration in the dealing of this is often misunderstood, and the condition can also result in a form of depression and health-related anxiety. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the diagnosis of fibromyalgia, and we're going to talk about other tests that are done to find out what exactly happens. We're going to talk about the treatment, what's available, and so forth. So we're going to get a little bit more in depth before we leave, and then by the end of this program, you should be able to find out as much as you can afterwards to get more information. But you'll get the basics today, hopefully, after this session that we're talking about. So you're listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives with Victor Ruiz, your host. And you can call me at 516-418-5979. That's, again, 516-418-5979. Come and comment, ask questions, whatever, and we will talk about this when we come back. So let's listen to our message, and you'll be coming right back. As you all know, I've been a huge AdvoCare supporter for a long time. I've used AdvoCare products since 2002, my second year in the NFL. How time has flown by. Certainly, I can attribute a lot of my success around the AdvoCare products and around being part of Team AdvoCare. The motto at AdvoCare is we build champions. And certainly, I'm one of those individuals who's very self-motivated. And when it's all said and done, I want to be a part of a team that's a championship team. And I know I have that with the New Orleans Saints, and I certainly know I have that with the AdvoCare family as well. It's a great feeling and certainly a great opportunity to be the national spokesperson for AdvoCare. I take it as a great responsibility and certainly a great amount of pride, not only in representing the product and the AdvoCare name, but also the thousands of distributors who are working tirelessly every day to show the world what a great company AdvoCare is, what a great family it is, and obviously what a great product they provide. All right, welcome back to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. Live Talk Radio Program, we're live, and we're talking about what is fibromyalgia. So in the first half, we were just giving you a small overview about fibromyalgia, and we're going to get into the diagnosis and treatment and some other stuff about fibromyalgia. And you just listened to Drew Brees when he was talking about Avocare. He's a part of Avocare since 2002. You know him as the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, and he's been taking products from Avocare for at least 15 years now and he's a national spokesperson for us. So if you're interested in any of those AdvoCare products, don't forget to get in touch with me, and I'll tell you later on the show where you can get in touch with me. All right, folks, let's talk about diagnosis. So in the past, doctors uh, would check 18 specific points on a person's body to see how many of them were painful when pressed firmly, right? So now newer guidelines don't require a tender point exam, but instead the fibromyalgia diagnosis can be made if a person has a widespread pain for more than three months. That's again, three months they would, you know, they would have this pain, get that diagnosis. Now with no underlying medical condition that could cause the pain. So now blood tests are done. And while there is no lab test to confirm a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, it's utilized and aided in the help of doctors to come up with a ways to rule out other conditions that it could be. So a lot of times a condition could look like fibromyalgia, but it's really not fibromyalgia. So 
doctors have to be careful, and they don't want to just assume that just because it looks and sounds like fibromyalgia that it is. So basically they have to use the blood tests and some other tests they may do just to make sure and they go through it thoroughly. So a complete blood count is necessary. Ethrocyte sedimentation rate is looked at. The cyclic citrullinated peptide test, rheumatoid factor, a thyroid function test is also done. These are all types of tests that are done in order to find out whether this person has fibromyalgia or not. All right, let's look at the treatment. So, in general, treatments for fibromyalgia have included both medication and self-care. Now, the emphasis is on trying to minimize the symptoms associated condition and improving overall general health. So, no one treatment works for all symptoms, however. So, medications that uh, can reduce the pain of fibromyalgia and improve sleep. Common choices include people get pain relievers, which is usually over-the-counter or maybe prescribed by the doctor, antidepressants, and then anti-seizure drugs. So pain relievers, over-the-counter pain relievers such as acetaminophen like Tylenol, ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, or naproxen sodium or Aleve like others may be helpful. Your doctor may suggest a prescription pain reliever such as Tramadol or Ultrans. And narcotics are not advised, of course, in this situation because, of course, they can lead to dependence on the drug and worsen the pain over time anyway. Antidepressants. Duloxetine, which is otherwise known as Zimbolta, you know that, and Minoxaprine or Civella. Now, they may help ease the pain and fatigue associated with fibromyalgia. Your doctor can prescribe the metropoline or the muscle relaxant cyclobenzapine into, uh, in order to help promote the sleep. Anti-seizure drugs, uh, medications designed to treat epilepsy, are often useful in reducing certain types of pain, which is interesting. So even gabapentin, or another word for Neurontin, is sometimes helpful in reducing fibromyalgia symptoms. So a lot of people can take Neurontin for their seizure, but also can take it for their fibromyalgia. Now, pregabalin or Lyrica, was the first drug approved by the Food and Drug Administration to treat fibromyalgia. That's, again, Lyrica was the first drug approved by the FDA to treat fibromyalgia. Now, certain therapies that are associated with this condition that are helpful and useful for the individual suffering or enduring this problem, and they are physical therapy, occupational therapy, and counseling. So a variety of these different therapies help to reduce the pain and overall health of the individual. So physical therapy um, is a good way of promoting less pain, and that physical therapist can teach you to exercise that will improve your strength, flexibility, and stamina. Water-based exercises may be particularly helpful in this case. Occupational therapy is when an occupational therapy uh, therapist excuse me, can help you make adjustments to your work or the way that you perform certain tasks that will cause less stress on your body. Now, counseling. Talking with a counselor can help strengthen your belief in your abilities and teach you strategies for dealing with stressful situations. Now, alternative medicine is another way. Complementary uh, and alternative therapies for pain and stress management aren't new, of course, but some, such as meditation yoga, have been practiced for thousands of years and have been known popular have been popular in recent years to help with these chronic illnesses such as fibromyalgia. Now acupuncture 
and massage therapy, yoga, and Tai Chi. These are all types of practices that have been helpful in helping someone with fibromyalgia. So let's look at some of the Mayo Clinic. As you know, I, 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 I researched everything. Now, one of the things about Mayo Clinic is they do an exceptional job of helping people with this condition, and they, on their website, they talk about the different types of treatments, and they also discuss patient stories. So you might want to check that out at mayoclinic.org. They discuss a lot of the different cases that people had with fibromyalgia and some of their success stories as well, and how they were at one point in a lot of pain, and then how they suddenly went to a place where they're not feeling pain as much any longer, or maybe not at all. So these are things that definitely is important to check out. So check out www.mayoclinic.org. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has enjoyed this broadcast today. You can see, you can hear my broadcast on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. And my program is every Saturday from 11:30 to 12. So if you have any ideas or want to talk to me further, you can reach me at Getting Healthy Today on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. And I'm also on YouTube. And if you want to email me, you can email me at bruiz at comcast.net. That's, again, bruiz at comcast.net. So, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Those of you out there who are sports fans and love football, enjoy the football games tomorrow. Um, let's put a prayer. Don't forget the people in Florida and the states coming forward, which probably Georgia and maybe Carolinas that might be hit with the storm. Let's have our thoughts and prayers for them. And uh, while we think about them, let's have a great day as well. All right, everybody, have a great day. And we'll, let, we'll hear me next week at again at 1130 on Saturday. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs>